Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, 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 hello. Um, I think that was, what, seven hellos? I don't know. I didn't count. Anyway, the main point is, hello and welcome to another episode. Let me just mention my podcast sponsor before we get started, and that's italki. And the cool thing about italki is that you can now have lessons, conversations um, with uh, native English speakers and qualified teachers from the comfort of your own home, and italki will connect you with teachers via Skype. And then you can have English lessons on your sofa, you can have English lessons in the kitchen, you can have English lessons at the office, you can conduct English lessons uh, from the car if you want to. It's really, really convenient. So now you can actually squeeze in real conversations with native English speakers into almost any part of your day uh, with the magic of the internet. It's not magic, is it? Uh, no, it's science. It's technology. Anyway, go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk, and then you can get started with italki. And when you buy some lessons, italki will send you a voucher, which is worth 100 italki credits. Okay, teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk, or click an italki logo on my website. All right, then. So let's now start this episode. And here is the jingle right now. Now. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, now, the presidential election in the United States is about one month away. I'm sure that you're aware of that. You can't avoid the media coverage about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and all that stuff. It's about one month away from the time that I'm recording this episode, and I've been meaning to talk about this subject on the podcast for ages. So in this episode, you're going to hear me in conversation with a couple of American friends of mine, who you might already know from their previous appearances on this podcast. So we sat down in my flat today uh, to talk about the elections, uh, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, um, their thoughts, feelings, opinions and predictions on the whole thing. Um, now, the conversation that you're about to hear is very fast moving with quite a lot of specific vocabulary about American politics. Uh, the conversation is quite passionate and opinionated in places. So I certainly hope that it's an interesting conversation for you to listen to and that you enjoy hearing about this subject from two American people in their own words. Now, because it's so fast moving and we had so many things to say, I expect that this will be a difficult one for you to follow. I think this will be a challenging episode, okay? So if it's hard to keep up with uh, don't be surprised, all right? That's quite normal uh, because I think this is a, a fast conversation for any learner of English to keep up with unless you are at, you know, a particularly advanced level. Although, saying that, some of you might 
follow all of this without too many problems? I don't know. I predict it'll be difficult to experience. Uh, it, it'll be difficult to listen to. And if it is difficult, don't worry, that's quite normal. All right then. So I don't want to go on about this anymore in the introduction here. Suffice to say that I know this is a fast-moving and opinionated conversation. So strap in, focus, listen carefully, and I hope you enjoy this conversation between me and a couple of American friends about the upcoming presidential election 2016. And here we go. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by my American friends, Sarah and Sebastian. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Now, the idea is that in this episode, we're going to talk about the American elections, the US presidential election, um, including, uh, you know, Donald Trump and uh, Hillary Clinton and stuff like that. So that's the idea. We're going to try and talk about that. Um, now, but before we get on to um, the politics, let's just talk to Sarah and Sebastian a little bit. So, um, hi, guys. How are you? Have I already asked hi. you how you are? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I don't okay. Think so. I was about to say it's kind of rude that you didn't ask us yet. Okay. Well, how are you? Good. All right. We are well. Both good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now, have you both been on this podcast before? I believe so. I have been on the podcast before. I was just told, I said, I've been on the podcast once and you said, no, my episode was split into two. So that's like twice. Yeah. That counts as two. I don't even remember how many times I've been on the podcast. Um, Well, you had your first episode, which was called A Cup of Tea with Sebastian Marks. Yeah. And uh, we ate muffins. We ate muffins or or cookies or or scones or or something. It was delicious. I just remember it being delicious. Right. And then you were in the episode called The D-Day Diary. Yeah, we were in Caen. That place that I still can't pronounce. Caen. 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 Yeah. Where we went for the D-Day celebrations and we talked about World War Two. Yeah, that was That's fun. Cool. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I did not listen to that episode. The war wasn't fun. The conversation no. was no, great. The conversation, yeah, better than the war, I would Definitely. say. Definitely. Um, and then you, uh, what else? You were in the bank robbery episode. Yeah. I did a bank robbery. Yeah. And uh, is that, that, that it? Is yeah. that it? That's that, it? That might be it, but that's already three. <laughs> I'm like, I was on the show once. Sebastian's <laughs> like, I've been on so many times, I just can't remember. Technically, he's been on three episodes, Sarah, <laughs> so don't get too jealous. You've been, I, you've been on two, well, one, one that was divided into, into two. two. Well, you're back now anyway. I got some bang for my buck. I only had to come once. You came once, but you got two. Two yeah, for one. Two, two for, for one. Two for the price of one. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. So we know who you are already, right? So the main thing is that... Uh, I guess for the purposes of, of this episode, I brought you on because you're both American, right? You're from the United States. That's not the only reason also I like just having you around. But um, so you're from the United States, right? Which part of America are you from? Um, well, this is always an interesting question because for me, I lived in Washington, D.C. for seven years before I came to Paris. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm from North Carolina. But most people... They may have heard of North Carolina or Carolina, but then it just gets murky. So it's just easier to say Washington, D.C. Okay. But technically, I'm from the South. You're from the South? From the South. Is that an important distinction to make? Absolutely. Why? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're going to hear from a Yankee now (laughs) about Southern people, and I'm going to talk about Yankee people. So wait, are people from the South different to people from, uh, do you, you call it the North? The North, yeah, yeah, yeah. or the Midwest, or out west. (laughs) But it seems to me that there is the United States of America, and one part of that is called the South. 
but you don't have the north. That's the northeast. The, the northeast, northeast. Yeah. the Midwest. Midwest. I'm from out west or California. The west coast. The west coast. West coast yeah. Okay, but North yeah, Carolina, despite having the word north in there, is actually in the south. Yes, it is because there's two Carolinas. There's North Carolina and South Carolina. Okay, and they're both south. And they're, and they're both, both in the, in the south. south. So, can you just give me like one or two key differences between like uh, the north people in the north or not? Sorry, people in the south and people in let's say, the Northeast, like New York or something? Uh, I will. I, a real-world example. So um, I find that people people in the South tend to be more friendly, and they take their time, and they'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I worked when I worked in Washington, D.C., I worked for a bank, and I had to talk to a lot of people from New York. And usually... Uh, you know, you pick up them. Hi, how are you? You have your like polite moments, and then you go into why you called someone. Okay. And working with these New York bankers, it was like, "Hello, <laughs> like let's get down to business." Basically, business like, right why now. are you calling? And I remember, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's like a small." Not saying people from the north can't be nice, but it's just a different. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, we have a New Yorker here, so yeah. So, and besides that, the people from the south are racist. And so, so. People- <laughs> oh, like the people from the north aren't racist, please. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's the, that's everyone. A that the northerners yeah. have. That is a that is a right. yeah. That is a cliche, an old cliche yeah. because old there's cliche, yeah. associations that's with like very nice but racist. That's that's pretty much right. <laughs> <laughs> You're that's like, a, and we are total assholes, yeah, but adorable, for equality. Yeah, well, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So. Okay, I get the, I get it now. That's it in a nutshell, basically. That people from the South are really nice and sweet, but very, but well, a bit racist. But they'll all vote for Donald Trump, whereas yeah, people well, so from the Northeast are fast talkers. They get down to business, but they're really uh, like not fools. racist. They're, they're not jerks, racist. Yeah. but their states will uh, yeah. vote for Hillary Clinton. So, so they're, they're not <laughs> jerks to the person right in front of them, but right. they'll vote uh, Democrat. They'll vote Democrat. Okay. Okay. So, is there a political distinction between the the South Southern states and the the other states in the, the yes. northeast. Well, I was just explaining this. Is, there's red states and blue states. Okay. So uh, in the U.S., if your state tends to vote Democrat, it's called a blue state. If it tends to vote Republican, it's a red state. And mm-hmm. if it switches, it's called a swing state. So North Carolina basically is a red state. Although it did vote for Obama in 2008, which was a big moment. There are exceptions always. And it's technically a swing state this year too. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Is it really? Yeah. New York is a blue state. Blue state. So Sebastian, you're from New York, right? Yeah. Okay. And and so uh, New York generally is a blue state? Yes. I don't, I don't remember. Well, not in my lifetime did uh, New York ever vote Republican. Okay. All right then. I don't think I, so. I guess my listeners will will know the basic distinction between Democrat and Republican. We might need to go through that. Let me just before we do that. Um, do you guys like follow politics generally? I mean, how how um, how much do you keep up with politics in general or American politics? American politics. <laughs> uh, well, now because of the elections are going on a little bit, but I'm definitely not a specialist okay. at all of okay. politics. Sarah? But Sarah is a specialist. I know she's... I uh, used to work in politics. Uh-huh. What, so, did, what did you do? Um, I was a fundraiser. I was a political fundraiser in Washington, D.C. And I was poli-sci. I studied political science at university. But I like to say I retired at 29. <laughs> and, and, and came to France. I, yeah, I came to France. And I'm like a reform... I call myself a reformed politico. Because um, to really work in politics in D.C., you have to be very passionate about it. And I was always very interested, but not passionate about it. Why, so. why weren't you so passionate about it? 
Because you're like, um, politics. It's yeah, I mean, some people like live, eat, breathe. Like, let me put it this way. In my job, mm-hmm. or in my, my boss, for example, I mean, you would go into his office. He would have C-SPAN on, which is the direct feed from the American government. So when they're in session, he'd have that on or he'd switch it to one of the political networks. Plus, you have to read several newspapers a day. Like there's special newspapers in D.C. that just cover politics called the Hill Roll Call Politico. So you got to read those. Plus the Wall Street Journal. Plus you got to know what's happening like New York Times, Washington Post. Okay. So you need to really... Be on it. Like you need to have digested the news before 8 a.m. So when you go to your first meeting at 8 a.m., you know what's happened. You need to have digested it and then (laughs) regurgitated it. Regurgitated it and gone to the next. Okay. Because things happen. Because sometimes you would have like um, 8 a.m. meetings and I would show up. And like even me, like I'd be reading the news like on my way or whatever because you don't want to show up and not know what happened last night at 11 o'clock if someone made a big vote. Right. On something. So you need to be completely... When you're doing that job, you need to be completely on top of it all. Yes. Okay. So that's what you meant by passionate about politics. Yeah, because if you don't love that, if you're not in the game, then that's a huge chore. Yeah, right. you can't do it halfway. No, you can't do it halfway. Okay. <laughs> the, the reason I asked you about, you know, uh, how much you know about politics and stuff was to establish that you are basically two ordinary American people. <laughs> I'm not sure that I've established... I have lived in, in France. I've been in I'd, the States for uh, several years. Okay, let me put it this way. Like I said, that was my past life, and I've kind of checked out okay. a little bit right. since I've been in France. And so, well, I've been in France for 12 years, so I'm not a, a normal American, let's say. Okay. But, yes, I mean, I can talk <laughs> as... Uh, as an American. As an American. You still have an American passport? I still do. And, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, news is that last week I got a letter... Like, few days ago that i'm french now you're french Yay! now too congratulations felicitations yeah, yeah. yeah. well That's done amazing that means congratulations yeah so you're both french and american i am I, i'm not french no yet. are you going to become i would like to be yes okay absolutely and it would be both french and american uh dual yeah. dual citizenship yeah. Yeah. yeah okay yeah probably me too at some point because of brexit yeah, yeah. the only brexit. reason <laughs> Yeah, what um, happened there, Luke? Oh, well, <laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> is it like talking about the packs, like the eyes exactly. start to roll back? I, exactly. I, okay. Don't get me started All right. All right. on, on Brexit because I'll be going, for, going on for ages. I know. Uh, my listeners already know the whole thing. I've, yeah, I I've, I've been through it. Yeah. Uh, yes, and it's a bloody disaster. But, you know, we're trying to put a uh, you know, brave face on it. And who knows, maybe things are going to be all right in 10 years. <laughs> you know, when we've hit rock bottom and bounced back up again. Right. Um, okay. Sure. So, I just hope that this election is not our Brexit because I really did not think that Britain was going to vote leave. And so I was in for a very bad shock that morning. Right. Um, well, and I hope that will not happen again on November 8th. It's yeah, the 8th, right? No, the if, yeah, go on. So, yes, it's November 8th. Well, okay, so I'll just uh, come back to your initial question, which is what do we think about Trump and what? We well, about let, me start, let me start ah. by just establishing that the, when the election is happening, 8th okay. of November, yes. right? Yes. Which is about a month from now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, so uh, Tuesday, the 8th of November, the two main candidates, obviously, we all know, everyone must know, are Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Clinton for the Democrats and Trump for the Republicans, of course. Um, And um, basically, what do you think about all this? 
<laughs> as, as America, all right, because it's been an extraordinary uh, election campaign, hasn't it? Because usually these American uh, election campaigns are really over the top. They're very long, they're very expensive, and there's usually lots of drama. But this one has been extraordinary. So what do you think of the campaign so well, far? Well, th- I think this year was very special. Like, uh, I think the main reason why it was special was Trump. I mean, Trump came, was a, an outsider that no one expected to get as far as mm-hmm. he has. And uh, when the first, the initial like Republican debates were going on, everyone thought he was just, yeah, okay, he'll, he's there, you know, he'll be fun to have him, you know, because he'll kind of, you know, uh, tease some people and give some, you know, animation to the whole thing. But, uh, you know, it, it was pretty amazing how he kind of stole the thing away from everyone. And partly why, in my opinion, is because there wasn't any other really credible Republican candidate. Yeah. I think the Republicans are to be blamed for it. I mean, mm-hmm. the Republican Party, uh, in the sense that they they didn't really put someone else forward that, that, uh, that really had their head on their shoulders, you yeah. know? And, and, you know, so of course it kind of gave uh, fertile ground, created fertile ground for Trump to exist. Yeah. And after a while, when you looked at all the other candidates, there wasn't necessarily another one. I mean, everyone thought it was going to be Jeb Bush. Yeah, but he compared to uh, Trump, he's like dead on arrival. He's like, he's yeah. like so dull. So dull. Uh, Cruz is nuts. Yeah. But not <laughs> but a different brand of crazy than Donald Trump. Yeah, but and, yeah, uh, but Cruz was uh nuts in the sense that he was uh what e- evangelical yeah, is that what and, yeah. and so it was too specific. Right. You know, it didn't really have a mind what's you know really pleased a lot of kind of what we call middle America. Yeah. But it didn't kind of uh, extends ex- to, to a lot to, of uh, other people uh, to other Republicans because Cruz was as you said evangelical Christian yes. he was kind of like mm-hmm. a very religious person and, and he was one of these tea party people that came in tw- you know I don't know if when he got into the Senate if it was 2010 or 2012 but that in, after the election of Barack Obama this tea party group Emerge this far right radical side that's saying we're out we're Washington outsiders and you know we're not your normal Republicans and they didn't play nice with Republicans in the House and Senate either, so they weren't they weren't following along with the party line and it made it difficult for the the Republican Party was already starting to fracture mm. a teeny bit you know yeah so th- so what we saw there then is a, a fractured Republican Party with no candidates that were really um, sort of viable they all were kind of the same. And they're all very dull and boring. Some no, of them, or, or duller, like either dull and boring or crazy. Like I mean, it was it was kind of we had the whole spectrum. Yeah. Uh, like you would think. I mean, it's funny because like when you think, <laughs> what what's like a good analogy? When you think like vanilla ice cream Republican candidate, it'd be like Mitt Romney or someone. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Mitt Romney would have been great for the Republicans yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah, and Mitt Romney. I mean, when he and Mitt Romney Obama, it's like, oh, c- come on. But right. Mitt Romney in this field of Republican candidates, it's like, wow, that that Mitt Romney, he he's not so he was bad. Like a really reasonable option. <laughs> he was kind yeah. of reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 that's saying something because you know Mitt Romney lot, is yeah. from this this uh, this. Um, um, What's the religion? Um, Mormon. Mormon family. And they're like, yeah. you know, this old Mormon family that sort of lived on the Mexican border and, you know, all this weird stuff like that. You know, that they, his family apparently uh, had to move to Mexico uh, in order to continue uh, having uh, polygamy. 
<laughs> right? So this, really? He comes from a family of Mormons. That, I didn't know that his family was polygamous. Not they, all Mormons are polygamous. Not all Mormons are polygamous, and I don't know if his family is still are, but um, apparently, uh, yeah, his family moved to Mexico in order to continue the traditions of Mormonism. So he comes from, like, you know, quite a radical religious background well, himself. I'm surprised that Mexico, that's legal in Mexico. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's that whole gray area of, like, yeah. Mexico, Texas kind of place. Anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so the, 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 the Republican candidates this year were just uh, even more crazy than normal or boring. And then you've got Donald Trump at the front, who surprisingly managed to win all of the, um, the primaries. All of yeah. them. And he became they, not all of them, but they didn't want every state, but yeah, he, yeah, okay, he did well, but he did very well. And yeah. so, and then we end up with Trump, um, uh, in the news every single day, yeah, and just, um, kind of controversy after controversy. Almost every week, he said something, um, uh, controversial, yes, like controversial, meaning something offensive, racist, a blatant lie. Uh, mm-hmm. Like but those he, three things, not just controversial. Like I'm provocative. It's like no, I'm just sexist, racist, bigoted, yeah, crazy liar. But he understood <laughs> that that I mean, you know, there's an expression in English. Um, uh, what's the expression? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's been in France for twelve years. Uh, no, pressure, no pressure. No pressure. Uh, He's become French now, so that part of his brain has been wiped I was about out. To say, no, no news is good news, but that's not what I wanted to say. Uh, oh, I know what you mean. Good, all publicity is good, good publicity. publicity. Yeah, that's exactly. the Trump that's, motto. Yeah, that's, all, that, there's an expression. There's no such thing as bad publicity. There yeah. we go. There's no such thing as bad publicity, and so I, that's kind of his motto. And and he's kind of right in that. And I think that's part of the reason why he won is because we just couldn't stop talking about him. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, f- even before he was a candidate, everyone knew who Trump was, you yeah. know, because he wasn't just a millionaire. He was a millionaire who was in on television. He started many different businesses. A Trump Tower says Trump on it. He knew how to sell his name. And he yeah. always knew that. You right. know, he was in he was in Home Alone, too, for God's sakes. <laughs> you know, he has like a... I mean, he was? Yeah, he was. He has like a tiny little... Uh, Damn role. it! Can't watch that movie. Where, and, and it's just like, it's like two seconds, but he's like the rich guy. Like, I remember growing up mm. when you thought of someone rich, like, you would say, like, I'm not Donald Trump. You know, like, yeah. he knew how to get his name out yeah. there. Even when I was like about 12 years old living in England, I knew who Donald Trump was. The, the, you know, the movie Gremlins? Yes. <laughs> Gremlins 2, the sequel. Very good. Very, very funny. Gremlins was very funny. Uh, Gremlins 2 uh, is set in New York. And there's a character called Clamp in it, <laughs> who has a tower called Clamp Tower. And, you know, so he's kind of all part of the popular consciousness. He is part of the Very good culture. salesman, very good at uh, using the media to get his name known. Yeah. And part of that was saying controversial things. Like, let's just, can you remember any of the controversial things that he said um, during the campaign? Yes, because I just watched yesterday. So they just had the vice presidential debates. And I didn't watch it. I would just, I would just watch like highlight clips, things that are in the news. And it, you know, they were saying Mike Pence basically spent the whole debate just saying, "No, he didn't say that." And it was a cut of Mike Pence of uh, Tim Kaine, the running mate of Hillary Clinton, saying Donald Trump said this, and then Mike Pence saying he didn't say that, and then them cutting to a clip of Donald it's Trump saying, saying that. exactly <laughs> that. One thing being that we're gonna round up. Muslims. All Muslims in the U.S. and make them register. Yeah, uh, he said we're gonna we're gonna uh, until we sorted all this out. Yeah, meaning terrorism. Right. Yeah. Until we sorted all this out, 
Uh, we're not going to let any Muslims in, and all the Muslim people will have to leave until we find out what's, what's going, going on. on. What's which going is very on. vague. Until we find out what's going, what's on. going on. But he did say, I think at another time, to round up. And so to round them up and register, yeah. which is the, some, the sort of thing the police do. They like round up That's criminals. That's the sort of thing yeah. that Nazis yeah. did to Jews. <laughs> um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so, so that, that was well, that, that and then you know, building a wall, the famous building a wall between the, the states uh, and, and Mexico. We're going to build a wall, and uh, and, Mexico. and Mexico is going to pay for it, of course. That's right. Anything okay. you know, saying you know, talking about women, saying you know they're disgusting. Uh, one of the things he said about women. Uh, they should get equal pay when they do equal work. Um, the, it just like the list goes on and on. Also, and on. that that uh, women who have an abortion should be punished. Should be punished. That was in that was brought up in the debate, and yeah. Mike Pence said no, it shouldn't, and he was on record saying, he "Do you did. think there should be a punishment for women who have abortion?" He said, "Absolutely." Right. Sorry. Also, you slammed the, I slammed table. the table. I was told not to slam the table, but this is politics. It's, Upsetting. Um, also, he said about Mexicans, he said, you know, they're coming over here and they're, they're, they're rapists, they're drug dealers. Yes, all Mexicans are rapists. Okay. Uh, and the list goes on. He, per- he personally insulted Carly Fiorina, one of the other candidates. He made all sorts of suggestions. He suggested that Hillary Clinton should be assassinated. Yes, you know, yep, he did. Yep. He made all sorts Because she's going to take the people's guns away and so is. Right, so maybe, you know, gun control people maybe want to do something about that. He <laughs> also said that she didn't have, just in their last debate, which is hilarious, she doesn't have enough stamina. Right. And I was like, she was Secretary of State. Right, so she had a good response. She had a very that. good response, which was like when you've traveled to 117 countries and she went off her resume, she's like, You can talk to me about stamina. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. But okay. we all know stamina is just a code word for like, she's not a man. Right. That, I right. mean, really, that's what that was. She doesn't have enough stamina because she's a woman and women are weak. Well, unfortunately, it was a really unfortunate for her that she got pneumonia. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't yeah. a good ti- good timing for her, no. you know. Uh, she got pneumonia and there was footage of her nearly collapsing. Yeah, yeah. and so that just didn't help. Did right. you see all of the crazy conspiracy theory stuff that came out? <laughs> uh, double? After, after that health, uh, health problem she had. That she was actually dead she, and they had a... She was dead and she was replaced by a body double... Or that she's got some terrible life-threatening disease and they're not telling us about it. Uh, or that she uh, has these seizures and uh, uh, there's... Con- I think you've answered your own question. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what do you think of all that stuff? Like all the questions about Hillary's health. Well, Donald Trump uh, is older than her, I believe. One year. About one year. But Appar- I'm, just say- I'm just saying, like, if we're talking about someone being old, he is old. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be sixty-nine in November, and he will be seventy in November. And so. then he would be the old. I think he, would, if he won, he would be the oldest yeah. president to really? date. Oldest yeah. president. I thought, I thought Reagan. Uh, I think Reagan was younger when he when he was started. first yeah. elected. Yeah. 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 So, okay. so when if Trump gets elected, that's your seventy-eight. It could be seventy-four to seventy-eight-year-old grandfather who is batshit crazy. Can we curse on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. I, I can say to... fuck. You can. <laughs> oh no, is that too far? That's too far. <laughs> I, I, my, okay. my my position on that is that so, okay. uh, that my listeners understand that they are 
having they're, they're listening in on a conversation between friends and you would normally have <laughs> and, sworn and in that real I English would. speakers I, so I, sometimes I, that word comes yeah, out sometimes we swear and and that's the point of this podcast it's meant to be unfiltered authentic English yeah. So don't swear any more than you normally would. No, I wouldn't. But I just want to say fucking crazy because right. this is another level. I don't recommend to anyone learning English. You just say the F word. Don't swear, ladies and gentlemen. Because people, it's very strong. And sometimes, because I moonlight as an English teacher as well. And sometimes people, they want to sound authentic. And so they, mm. they curse. Yeah. But when you're teaching a business English class, <laughs> I'm like, let me just say in business English. Bad yeah. idea. My, my general position on swearing <laughs> is that um, I swear in the podcast because it's kind of the way that we normally talk. Mm-hmm. But I always say to my, my students and listeners, like, be very careful about using swear words because it's so difficult to do. And if you, if you I don't know, if you get it a little bit wrong or if you're, it's slightly inappropriate, it's going to sound really bad. So my general <laughs> advice is to those of you listening to this, if you're thinking about swearing to make it sound more natural, I would say don't. Try and find ways of other ways of doing it I know that sounds a bit hypocritical like I'm saying do what I say don't do what I do yeah. but uh, you'd agree with me wouldn't you I do, I do agree with you but in this case if you want to say Donald Trump is fucking crazy that is <laughs> totally accurate <laughs> extremely crazy extremely the more eloquent way to say thoroughly. it thoroughly yes uh, thoroughly crazy I guess we didn't say outright who were supporting in the election well, but I, I think, think it's clear that I'm a huge Trump fan and <laughs> right, right of course you're, I guess you're voting uh, Hillary I've already voted you've already voted yeah absentee ballot I did my did you vote already no I'm gonna get my absentee ballot any day now I hope I, I hope so too no. I don't know if you guys are happy to put your cards on the table and tell us who you voted for or you're gonna vote well for. we don't there's not for a president, you have Hillary Clinton or Donald, Donald Trump. Trump, basically. And yeah, then there's yeah. the libertarian there's, guy. There's two other candidates who are really just not <gasps> even worth mentioning. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Johnson, I think, is his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I voted for Hillary Clinton. I have no problem saying mm-hmm. that. Okay. Uh, and I will. <laughs> okay. All right. As I know that there, there will be people listening to my podcast out there who are Trump fans. Um, and I guess that they're just going to have to, you know... I don't know. Just there are a lot. Up. I mean, there are a There's, lot. There are a lot. There are a lot of Trump fans. But even those who are not Americans, because it seems it seems to me that uh, within America, of course, there are lots of Trump fans, you know. But outside yeah. the states, I think most people see Trump as a crazy, uh, um, you know, extreme Liar. extremist. <laughs> um, but there will be people in the international community who who think he's great as well. Well, but I think they think he's great. It's like Putin thinks he's great because right. he's like, I can crush this guy and it's going to yeah, be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like the people, I, I don't know. I think the people who think he's great think he's great for reasons beyond just saying like, man, he's a great, he's a great candidate. No, it's like he will suit our interests for what we have to do. Mm. Perhaps. I don't know. I remember I posted something on Facebook about, do you remember when um, the MPs in the British House of Commons were talking about Trump? Yeah, and they wanted to like uh, forbid him. They wanted from, to ban him from coming, yeah. and they were talking, they were insulting him and stuff yeah. like that. I posted that on Facebook, and someone left a comment saying, you know, you know, just basically someone disagreed and found it offensive. Oh, um, and they might find this whole conversation. They might find offensive. this whole conversation offensive if that's the case. But you know, I'm sorry, but we think he's a, a an idiotic lunatic. Um, I'm, and I really think that, like, I'm not like. 
have someone who worked in politics. I have friends who are republic. I have friends who are Republicans. You know, I'm not someone who just says, "Oh, I hate anyone who just thinks differently than me." Yeah. I truly believe that this man is a narcissist, narcissistic, pathological liar, megalomaniac. Mm. Like I think mentally he is deranged. Seriously, <laughs> no, like he has typical really? narcissistic qualities. Like definitely, and yeah, it's yeah. not. So it's not just me not agreeing with a party. It's me looking at someone who I think is actually very dangerous. Well, I think this is what we kind of said in the beginning about the Republican Party. It's like it, it doesn't seem like he's representative of the party, as like the, the, the moral standards of the party right. to, to, to many, how many people define the Republican Party. And, and when he became the official Republican nominee – Lots of Republicans didn't want to back him. Yeah. The whole Bush family didn't want to back him. I, th- I mean, you know, they've and, and said publicly, maybe not George W. Bush, but I think maybe his daughters or his. No, I think I think I think the, some of them have come out and said like, no, we don't. Support George him. Bush Senior. Uh, George Bush Senior didn't want to. Yeah. I, and I think George W. I, also, partly because of what you know how we treated uh, Jeb, right. but but also I mean I just think uh, you know he, he's just, not representative yeah, of the Republican so, Party. So so that that's where I think you know you have to be kind of careful to yeah. to, to separate uh, you know a Republican from Donald Trump. You know, it's Sarah, not the same. You not know, the same thing. what we're against is. Trump as 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 a personality as who he is you right. know and and really this person doesn't doesn't Do, seem like a, a good idea to be leading leading the, the anything country. I mean Do, when you read sorry to interrupt you but when ahead. you go into his campaign the types of just I've <laughs> I tried there was a really good New Yorker article about the, uh, a man who wrote a, his Trump's biography uh, I don't know if it was in the 80s or 90s I couldn't even finish the article because it was so. Mm. upsetting to me but it's really good you get inside the mind of Trump and this biographer was like I regret writing this being his ghostwriter because I helped propel him this book was like a bestseller and I helped propel him more into the spotlight anyways but my point is you can see like uh, he's not a rational thinker the people that he works with on his campaigns how he prepares just everything is like that's not someone you want Mm. leading a country. And you also get the impression he's really not very well informed about things like foreign policy. He's not really um, educated about all of the issues. No. Do you really think then, do you you think that he really means the things he's saying? Or do you think that he's saying those things just in order to bring attention to himself? I don't Uh, think he's that, I don't even think he's that calculated. I don't think he knows what he's saying. I think he just says what he says. It's like a continual stream flowing out but I, I do think he's he's a natural salesman and he's he's naturally good at publicity and I think that he's able to he's he is intelligent I, I think he's definitely I intelligent he's, in a certain way he's intelligent he I think be. more than intelligent I think he's confident I think he's overconfident yeah I don't know if it's intelligence I think it's confidence yeah I think there's a difference mm. well there's definitely a difference but it's a kind of intelligence what he's doing he's got uh, a kind of functional intelligence yeah. which is that he's able to just sort of get away with anything and he's able to turn everything around to his advantage to an extent. Um, it's kind of like the well, I, it's like the popular guy in high school. He's kind of a jerk, and he's not that smart. But everyone wants to be around him, kind of. Yeah. Like I, I get well, what you're saying, about but I just don't want to. I just can't give him credit that much credit because I don't. I don't think he care. I mean, I don't think he cares. Like he knows. I think he knows he doesn't know 
some stuff, and I don't think he cares mm. when it comes to the foreign policy. It's clear he doesn't know the foreign policy. Well, anything think, foreign I think, policy. Like, I read an article in the New York Times, and it kind of it was interesting. Uh, it was an, an opinion, um, and and, it, and the guy said like he doesn't want to win. Like he's and, and it kind of made me think like if he wins, he would be paid like his salary would be four hundred thousand uh, dollars a year, which is what a president gets paid, right? Which is you know a lot of money, but. For Donald Trump, that's nothing. Yeah, you know, and so that's like, a, not only cut. like he would have a, a responsible job for the first time in his life, he would be underpaid. You know, for what he's used yeah. to, he can't. He wouldn't have the freedom to just travel anywhere he wants. So I'm like, why would he want to be president? What? You know, like it's he, the he power. has. Yeah, it's a power already, it's but a, yeah. he An has ego. so much already. Yeah. I wonder, like, is he? I I kind of feel like he just said, okay. I'll play this game. It's fun. And I'm just going to say whatever I want. Yep. If they vote for me, great. Because at least that way, he's not lying. That means that if he gets um, elected president based on what he's been saying, that means that he has, doesn't have to transform himself be, when right. he gets into office. Where if he tries to lie in kind of what most politicians do just to get into office, then, you know, it wouldn't, uh, mm. then he'll have to change when he, I think he's saying, okay, if they vote for me, based on how I am now, then I will. And so that's why I'm going to say everything I want to say. And okay, I, I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so he's, totally basically, he's basically got, he's got nothing to lose kind of thing. Yeah. And well, I think he's already gotten enough uh, proof that the way he is and what he's saying, you know, people are speaking to lots of people. It it's is a, speaking, it is, it's it's speaking to a huge, to a lot of people. You know, even if he's uh, at 30%, 30% of 300 million is a lot of That's people. That's a lot of people. You know, it's almost 100 million people. Right. So, I'm going to go just what Sebastian said, mm-hmm. if I can, because I think if he does, I totally agree with that assessment. I think if he would win, there would be a lot of problems for him because. Thank God in America, we do have a checks and balance system. The president just can't do anything that they want to do. And so either he would get really frustrated because he can't do whatever he wants to do. He can't just say, okay, uh, you know, build this wall. Okay, well, Mr. President, we have to, that has to go through Congress. We have to get the money. Like, you know, there's steps of how things work. You almost have more liberty as a rich, a filthy rich man in the States than you do as president. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have, of course, this power and this prestige that you have as a president. But, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're a multi-millionaire, which he is, if not billionaire, he's a multi-billionaire, I think. Yeah. Uh, or at least his companies. Yeah. You know, it's, he has, he's more free. He's more free. And so the problem so is, is that he will very quickly either end up breaking the law Stepping over a constitutional boundary, doing something. Too many executive orders. Or the, Repub- the Democratic Party, if he went, they are going to be on him, waiting for him to make a mistake because he he does. But then, you but know. even just like little things, like taking off in the middle of the week to go, you know, to his golf course in Scotland, he wouldn't be able to do that as president, you know, yeah. which he can do all the time now. Yeah. So so, so okay. Why is he doing it? Why, why is he running for president? Because he's a megalomaniac. Because he's an egomaniac, yeah. megalomaniac. You know, he do wants you re- the power. He. Do you remember the whole Bertha thing, which yes. was like a conspiracy theory about uh, Barack Obama's birth certificate? And he was like one of the prime proponents. He was the l- person who really put that idea yeah. out there. That yeah. was him. He did. He he said there was some big uh, dinner or like press agency dinner where they both attended and. Um, uh, at the time, Donald Trump had been putting into question uh, Barack Obama's um, birthplace, 
suggesting he wasn't really an American and he was like, show me the birth certificate and all this stuff. And it was, led to a big, another conspiracy theory that people had, which was that Barack Obama was not really American, etc. That he's and, Muslim. On top and, of that he's and, Muslim and stuff like that. And just, and he did this for years and in recent years. Yeah. Like yeah. recently. Yeah, that's so, right. Um, and he recently has said, oh, actually, no, I didn't really believe it. He has recently He, he had a press admitted. conference two weeks ago where he said, no, I never thought that the president was not American and that was Hillary Clinton. Oh, that's really? What, that's what he said. He said oh he, blamed, he blamed it on Hillary Clinton saying she was the starter of the birther movement, which is a total lie. Mm. And oh my it's goodness. like this, this is why it's so unfrustrating. But you know what? Do you rem- I remember seeing it. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing footage of it where Barack Obama then went up to do his part of the speech and he completely uh, destroyed Trump. <laughs> and it was brilliant. I mean, it was really funny and really, really well done. And he basically, Obama said, you know, well, you can go back to your TV show, your reality TV show that you do. I've got to run the country. (laughs) I'm the president. You just have some crappy little TV show. And I think Trump really took it badly in the worst possible way. You think think, this was his scorned lover moment. I think that that was maybe the sort of deciding moment (laughs) where Trump was like, all right, okay, Obama. I'll give you a run for your money. I'll become president just to show him just because he couldn't <laughs> take the, he just couldn't take the ego. You know, it was just an ego trip for him. I don't know. Maybe, although maybe uh, Trump really does believe that Mexicans should be thrown out and we should build a wall and that, that um, uh, police officers should go into the homes of Mexican families and pull out the, uh, oh, the, yeah. the, 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 the parents of I children who, you know, that he actually thinks that people, Muslims should be turned away at the airport and that, um, you know, he's somehow going to persuade Mexico to build a wall and that, you know, abortion uh, mothers can can uh, be, be punished, punished and all this stuff. Maybe And he brag really... about evading his taxes. Yeah, yeah. That's May- cool. Maybe he really does believe all this stuff or maybe he's just a, uh, an out-of-control egomaniac. But that's, that's the thing and that's why we're fascinated with him, I think, now. I mean, you know, we're, just, you know, we haven't talked at all about Hillary. No, no. Just, yeah, just, no, just, no. You know, it's been like a half yeah. hour and we've just been talking about Trump. I, so fascinating. There's so much to talk about, but we have to talk about Hillary too. But before we do that, right, um, I, I just wonder who is voting for Trump or who supports Trump and why do they support him? Hello, everybody. I'm just interrupting the conversation here because this is the halfway point. It was quite a long conversation. We got quite involved in the whole subject and we talked for about an hour. So this is about the halfway point in the conversation. So I've decided to split it into two parts and this is basically the end of part one. Um, So I wonder how this has been for you so far. Have you managed to understand everything? I imagine, I expect that this is quite a difficult one to keep up with because we're all talking rather quickly and there's lots of different opinions and things flying around. Plus, we're also talking about a subject that might have a bit of specialist vocabulary relating to it, American politics and the presidential election. Um, But as we know, it's important, isn't it, to listen to a combination of things that you can understand without too much trouble and also things that are more challenging to listen to. So that's all part of the philosophy of what I try to do on this podcast is to combine comprehensible stuff with slightly more challenging listening comprehension. 
Also, I imagine that there are opinions going around in your mind. Maybe um, some of you out there listening to this are huge supporters of Donald Trump. Uh, and in fact, maybe some of you can't stand Donald Trump. I don't know what you think about the subject. Uh, but as ever, I'm interested to read your comments. Just make sure that you um, just, you know, think a little bit carefully about what you're going to write on the page. Don't just uh, vent your anger uh, in the comments section. If, uh, for example, uh, you strongly disagree with uh, some of the opinions that you've heard in this episode so far. Um, so, you know, if, if you do disagree, don't just get all angry and write some, you know, uh, abusive comment. Um, actually think it through and try to construct some sort of uh, fairly well-developed uh, argument, even if it's just a short series of comments or something. Um, and I look forward to reading what you have to say. Um, so we talked a lot about Donald Trump there in, uh, in part one, but um, part two um, focuses on Hillary Clinton a little bit more, so we start to talk about that. So uh, a bit of balance. Trump apparently uh, in part one and uh, Hillary Clinton uh, in part two. Amongst other things, we also go on to talk about various other aspects of the election. Um, Okay then, so I'm now going to stop talking and you will hear the the jingle at the end of this episode. But part two should be available to you uh, very soon. Thank you very much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. And uh, you can now, I expect you can now listen to part two. It should be available to you now. All right, then. So um, that's it. That's the end. Speak to you soon. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.